This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey, and I just want to say, have you guys ever had a week that seems like it just flies right by? <laughs> it just seems like we were just in the studio not that long ago recording. Well, you know, due to Corona, <laughs> COVID nineteen, however you want to say that, yeah. you know, we're we're recording back to back in order to not, you know, have too much exposure to each other. Yeah, and so here we are. We just actually recorded the Vinnie tributes, and now we get a chance to talk about right. Who's got your back? Who's got your back? That's right. Lots of uncertainty out there to, is probably a massive understatement, <laughs> right? There's there's uncertainty health-wise. There's uncertainty financially. There's uncertainty everywhere. You know, just name it. You know, it, it's out there. And, and it's hard to often turn to the news. You know, at least it is for me. I can only speak for me. You guys may be avid news watchers. But I struggle to know where do I get the full truth, of the situation, you know, I, mean, I believe that when the physician comes on and says you should wash your hands, I believe him, right? I'm not one of those people that say, you know, I shouldn't wash my hands or I shouldn't use the uh, antibacterial, whatever it is, and and all that stuff. And I do all the things that they're suggesting. It's just, it's a matter of where do I turn to to know who's really got my back in this situation? You'd hope that the government does. You'd hope that employers do. You'd hope that all these places do. But we do know for one thing for certain, God's got our back. Yeah, the first three you mentioned do not however much you may think they do or want them to. Or, or they may to an extent. Yeah. Right? But God's is kind of endless. It's he's, he's the only one that <laughs> will, job. He's yeah, the only right. one that will never disappoint you, even though you might think he has. That's true, if you put undue expectations, I guess. <laughs> anyway, but uh, Rodney, I want to ask you about that. All these clips are Rodney's today. So, Rodney, these are your clips, so you're going to be doing a lot of talking about clips. Well, yeah, I haven't contributed in quite a while to any clips, and you guys have been just uh, holding up the fort. So I'm like, well, this time I was like, you waited. we had two shows planned to do in one night, although that got changed in midweek, and we did different shows. But I was like, man, I haven't looked up clips in a long time. Let me actually spend some time doing them. So I threw some out there, and I think everybody was like, oh, good, we got clips. I don't have to do it. <laughs> that was pretty much a big part of it. Well, and there was a lot of trust. That you know, we didn't even. Oh, you're in trouble now, Sam. We, we didn't even go listen to him until today. <laughs> we did listen to him. But the the first clip we're going to play is actually the a story of someone not having someone else's back. Yeah, in this clip, uh, Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights comes home. He's just been fired from his job as a race car driver because he just went through his PTSD thing where he thought he was on fire and now he can't drive anymore. And he comes home to find his best friend and his teammate. They're playing Jenga with his wife and sons, and he gets informed that basically those two are getting married and Ricky's on the way out. What's going on? Oh, hey, Ricky, and I asked you to stop by for a visit. What do you mean, a visit? This is my house. 
Baby, um, shoot. I'm so sorry. I really, I didn't, I didn't want it to be this way. Hey, what happened to the family portrait? Oh, you just crudely pasted your face over mine. We're getting married, Ricky. And we're getting matching leprechaun tattoos. Isn't that cute? With a little pot of gold. Is this some kind of joke? You guys put me on? I was gone three hours. Dennett just fired me from the team. Ricky, you and I, well, we both know that this marriage has been over for a long, long time. No! I honestly did not know that! Ricky, you can't race no more. I'm not going back to being poor and dancing at the wizard's den. You know, my old boyfriend, Greg, he still works there and he was crazy. Baby, stop. Wait, hold on, hold on. Just a second, let me make sure I got this straight. Are you asking me for a divorce? Yay! Two Christmases! Cal, how could you do this to me, man? Ricky, your marriage was a hollow shell. It was a cruel charade. She just gave me a 411 on the whole deal. And you know what else? You never let me win one time. I thought we had a good thing going. Shake and bake. You're doing great. You just keep it up. Keep, keep it up. Keep it up. And Mr. Dennett told me? Yeah. That it's my time now. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? That Shake and Bake is dead. And we just came up with a new nickname. Oh, no, that, it's so good. <laughs> we got a new it's nickname. So the Magic Man. Now you see me? Now you don't. don't. That was the stupidest nickname I've ever heard. Is it, Ricky? Because I think you wish you thought of it. All right, you got me. That's an awesome nickname. I've always had a lot of great ideas. I was thinking I might design a car that's in the shape of a rabbit. <laughs> now, that's a movie I've never seen, actually. So, uh, Jim, I I'm wondering if you've seen that movie as well. I have not, so I didn't have a clue. But that was a magnificent heart song, Magic Man. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> now, Rodney, what was it about that clip that you said, okay, I really want to play this clip? Well, I was just kind of going through. We always try to think of, you know, what clips fit the theme of the show and what clips, you know, are the antithesis to that. And how hard could it be, you know, to come walking into your home? You know, you just lost your job. You come walking in. Now you're losing your wife and your best friend because they're hooking up against you. And it just, first thing I thought about was when I saw the clip, I was like, oh, my gosh, the parallel to Robbie's story that he has told before, you know, it was just like, oh, my, you know, it's like, it's so home for me in this because I've never thought of this clip with such a person. I was like, you know, you think of how stupid and how wild that is. And like, Robbie's got that story, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I couldn't believe it. So it's like, it's, it's our masculine journey. You race cars? They didn't have a, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have an awesome name, what the mascot name or whatever. But they, <laughs> or the point guard I, in the center? Yeah. Well, it was point guard, my girlfriend, <laughs> you yeah. know, and I, yeah, I came up the driveway you know, expecting on my 16th birthday, and actually a car was involved because my father had given me this brand new Pierre Cardin Javelin, which if you ever saw one was unbelievable. It had a black and purple stride up the sea. It was gorgeous, and I was going to go out with my girlfriend, you know, and this was it. But I didn't know that marriage had been over for <laughs> a long, long, long. I didn't know that, you know, here comes my best friend. And it is the ultimate betrayal um, because the people that you thought would have your back especially on your birthday, um, don't. And, and, and there you find yourself um, in a place that 
fortunately, when you think about it, Jesus can totally relate. As his best friend, um, you know, he washed his feet and not long before that. And, you know, the betrayal was a whole lot worse than going out on a date with somebody else. Yeah, it's, you know, I think that we often ask ourselves the question, you know, who's got our back? Because it's obvious that the world doesn't. You know, I, I, I was with the company 17 years, you know, and, and uh, they told us ahead of time they were going to be shut, shutting down. This was, you know, um, gosh, 10 years ago now. And uh, they were going to be shutting down, and they kept asking me to stay on and stay on, you know, and, and can you stay another couple of weeks? Can you stay another couple of weeks? And so I, I had been making some plans on my own to step out and build some houses and do some things, and I kept saying, yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll stay. You know, they've been loyal to me. I want to be loyal to them. And um, my last day of work, they called a, uh, a meeting and said, oh, we're effectively shutting down everywhere right now, and we don't know if you're going to get paid anymore. <laughs> you're going to get your paycheck and any PTO you had, you're not getting, you know, all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, just the um, betrayal that I felt, you know, and there was circumstances beyond the, what they wanted. It wasn't the owners. You know, the bank came in, took the money. It was during the 08, 09 uh, downturn. This was 2008 and uh, 2009. And, you know, just at that point, I thought, well, definitely I know that I know these owners. I know them personally. That they've got my back. You know, and I think that they maybe thought that they did. But at the end of the day, you know, all of a sudden I have to go to my family and say, look, I don't know when I'm getting my next check. The 30 days PTO that I had saved up is not coming. You know, and, and you know, let's see what we're going to do now. You know, and, and, and so there's always this question of who really has your back, right? And the only answer we can come down to is God. At the end of the day, now God puts people in our life that have our back for a season or sometimes for a lifetime, but often it's sometimes those relationships that can also turn, turn sour, right? And so at the end of the day, you really have God. Jim, go ahead. Well, I did. I wanted to kind of complete that thought in my head. It it comes down to trust too, and uh, it, I was thinking of my wife, who and my kids say, "Mom, don't you trust me?" And her answer was always, "Who do I?" She didn't answer. She said, "Who do I trust?" She did a Jesus thing. She answered a question with a question, and the answer was always God. And the implication is. You know, no, I don't trust you. You're going to do silly things. But but honestly, when we put our trust anywhere else, when we expect anyone else to have our back, they may or they may not. But if we're really counting on it, we will ultimately be let down. I, I had a pretty tough day yesterday in the middle of Corona world, and I was thinking about, you know, being homebound and all these different things were going on. And I kept checking the news rather than checking in prayer, <laughs> you know, going for the tree of knowledge rather than the tree of life. And when I woke up this morning, I asked Jesus, you know, what are you praying for me? And he said, I'm praying that you will not be afraid, that you would know that I've overcome the world. And it's one thing to know he's overcome the world. But, you know, it's at the end of John 16 where he actually talks about, you know, right? Exactly, 1633. But take heart, I have overcome the world. 
and I, you know, I can't even begin to to tell anybody what that conversation between him and I meant to me this morning. To realize, yeah, he was telling me that very thing. You know, I've got your back. Yeah, and I just also just went through a tough thing with my daughter the other day. She's getting kind of hazed on by a bunch of her sorority sisters who are supposed to have her back and she got elected into a position that she didn't apply for she but they all wanted her to do it she set something up and then all of a sudden a bunch of people have turned on her and went to another camp you know how girls like to do and she's trying to learning this and it takes us back to a story we talked about before where she was like well what would my friends think and that's why we had to bring that up is well who can you count on here Yeah, and when we come back, we're going to share stories of times that God's had our back even when we didn't know that he had our back, right? Even when others had let us down, and also stories when God's brought other people into our life to have our back for a season. So go to masculinejourney.org to listen to past podcasts. Oh, and it's cold outside, and you get out of the shower, and your towel won't dry you off. Oh, (laughs) it makes you feel like you might need to throw in the towel. (laughs) Well, go ahead. We got something better for you. My pillow towels. I mean, some bath towels just don't absorb water. Others, you know, you feel like you're drying off with sandpaper. About 20 years ago, the textile manufacturers came up with a not-so-brilliant idea to make towels softer by adding chemicals. Great idea, but one problem. The towels won't dry you off. My pillow is changing back to the better days when towels actually worked. This is Southern Cotton from the USA. 60-day money-back guarantee. Colors to match any bathroom. White, mineral gray, stone, ocean blue, royal purple, and more. If you order right now, you get 30% off a set. Two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Call 800-943-7096. Use promo code CARGUY. Now what do we do? Just be yourselves. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. If it feels like every day is picking a fight, then you might want to come listen to The Masculine Journey and find out why we use clips like these to illustrate the story God is telling in the lives of men today. The truth is God designed you to pick a fight, but which fights do we pick? Well, grab your gear and come on a quest every Saturday at noon. And now The Masculine Journey After Hours podcast. Masculine Journey Radio. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way, you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. a certain age for this this to really speak to your heart but if if you know what this is from it'll get your heart beating won't it rodney absolutely so anyone can you tell me what movie that's from the good the bad and the ugly the good the bad and the ugly it's clint eastwood it is clint eastwood you know you talk about somebody you wouldn't mind having your back 
Oh, absolutely. Make my day. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he had your back, you know, I mean, it was like Vinny having your back. You know, I mean, he knew that your back was had at that point. Right? And he would shoot. <laughs> and he would shoot if he had to, right? So we, we, have, a, we have another clip I want to go ahead and get in. This is from a, a Clint Eastwood movie. That's why we played the, the bump in. And it's from the outlaw Josie Wales. Yes, and this one, um, Josie has already met up with the Indian chief that he rode with and the squall that he found in that uh, outpost. And they're in a town, and he ends up getting in a fight with some uh, Union soldiers. He fled, and in that same town, he first met this family from Kansas, and they had a little snouty attitude, thought they were better than everybody. And they find this family got captured by some Comancheros who were going to be taken and sold to the Indians as slaves or whatever else they wanted to use them for. And then you have the Indian chief falls down the hill and gets captured by him. And now you have uh, Clint Eastwood as Josie Wales coming in to kind of save the day. And you kind of can hear it play out here where he has both his partners back and the family's back who he never really met, but they're in a very big bind and he's there to come bail them out. If you fall, they let you die. Keep walking. Come around here. Come here. Now, you listen to me. I want you looking real good when we get to Ten Bears, you understand? So the first chance you get, I want you to jump up in that wagon there and put them on your best little dresses. <laughs> Might boost your prize. You know, if you look good enough, I just might have been old Tim Bears and take it for myself. <laughs> if I figure this right, we're facing the sun. This ought to give him an ache. Oh, who are you talking about? What's he want? He looks like a parlay. Well, you just gonna sit there all day? You gonna run out and see what he wants? Get ready, little lady. Alice coming to breakfast. That's a mighty nice horse you got there, mister. Would you sell him? <laughs> we will give you a good price. <laughs> Just get off the horse. Now you'll kill us, I suppose. I'd have been halfway to Mexico by now, except for that crazy squaw. I can't understand a word she says. I knew that would bring me. <laughs> so what was it about that clip, Rodney? I mean, you just can't help it but think of Jesus when he walked this earth and the all the rulers of that day hated him because he brought chaos to their world. Well, the rulers of Josie Wales' day were all after him. And when Jesus had his enemies, Josie had his enemies, a lot of them, a lot more enemies than he had friends. But when he had friends, Josie had friends that would die for him, and he would die for them. And that's the picture of Jesus to me, is Jesus coming to here to die for us. And eventually, you know, we're willing to put our lives on the line for him, but it takes his strength in through us to do that because... These people were all weak in their own, but when they came in with Jesus and were formed together, they were a very formidable team, and they would all stand for each other. 
Yeah, I, I think about, you know, I've always kind of in my mind illustrated the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom that, like, if you kidnapped Clint Eastwood's wife, you're going to come under, come to the understanding <laughs> of the fear of the Lord. I mean, it's like, it, it, there's this sense of, like, oh my, it, you know, like when he said that hell is coming to breakfast, like, you just see that there's there's something here that's really needing to be reckoned with and to, to understand how much God has our back to this extent, I think would absolutely blow our minds. You don't mess with Sandra Locke or Eastwood comes after you. But if you mess with the children of God, the creator of the universe has got their back. And that's us. And that's wonderful. I want to share a story that I didn't really think of until we were doing the show here of a time that that God had my back and I didn't really know. And it's right on the heels of, you know, I got let go from that company. The company shut down. I didn't get let go. But essentially we all got let go. You know, the, the company shut down. And it was less than 10 days later, I got a call from somebody off of something they read on the Internet, on a, a Ransom Heart website. His name was Darren. And he called me and wanted to know if I had any interest in doing any boot camps. Right? And here I am, you know, I'm just starting a new job. I've got a new job now, starting something on my own. But God knew how much I needed that in my life. You know, and because of that, it led to all of this. You know, because of Darren making that call, because of God having my back, you know, it, it's brought me to this group of people that have loved me through lots of life challenges and lots of times when others didn't have my back. You know, and there's been times in our group when we didn't have each other's back, right? And God's even weathered us through that. You know, we've done shows on that. That, you know, that, that God sustains us through and he uses other people often to do that. Yeah, I've got a sort of a similar thing that you described, Sam. Uh, my first job was there in my hometown and reached a stage where I needed a change. And God got me over to Columbus, Mississippi, where I got to be a part of a great church. Changed my whole attitude toward church. Got me involved in teaching for the first time. And I was there for like eight years. Gave my life to a company. And uh, that didn't work out, ultimately. And it was a time when I thought, this is just not what I had planned. We had built our house out in the outside of town. I cut trees, never having had a chainsaw in my hand. <laughs> Concreted a 325-foot driveway down a steep hill, never having worked with concrete before. Built a life that was taken away, and it was like, wow. But it brought me to North Carolina, to the greatest little town you could never find, Moxville, North Carolina ultimately got me involved with these guys another great thing that's had happened in my life so i look back and i say okay god i didn't see it then but i see it now you had me all the way yeah and i'm similar harold uh i was going to work down in charlotte living in winston-salem driving down there back and forth and that's when i happened upon dr j vernon mcgee one morning you know driving at 5 a.m and I went from a guy who thought I was a Christian to a guy who, oh, this is what it means to be a Christian. Now I am a Christian. It's following Jesus and understanding who Jesus is. 
and going through all his five-year lesson plan within about two and a half years and because I was driving all the time and on that road it just all came to me and what I needed to do and go in a different direction which ultimately led me here to be in this ministry and it's just wonderful to be around men of God. Flawed, flawed men of God. <laughs> well, you are yeah. men of God. Yeah. Yes. It, it's it's his pretty, children. pretty amazing to, to see, you know, when you can look back and see how God's hand was in things and you didn't know it. I remember moving to um, Indiana from, from uh, California and I went to church with my mom on a Sunday and uh, when I went there, the, the thing that was really moved me was everybody I met goes, oh, you're Sam. We've been praying for you for the last couple of years that you'd be able to get moved back here to, to Indiana at some point. You know, and they'd been praying and they knew the situation my mom had shared with their group. You know, and, they, and, and God had my back in the midst of some really, really troubling times with my first wife and going through just, a, uh, just some horrible uh, situations in that relationship, uh, being a single parent for a number of years, all those kinds of things, and, and not knowing that God had people praying for me all along the way, you know, just to, to, to get me back to there, which ultimately led me to the company that brought me down to North Carolina and to you guys which is pretty cool. Um, we may fumble this segue, so we'll call it a non sequitur because I like both of those words. But <laughs> one of the things that when Roddy was talking really hit me is that God always has our backs and is loyal to us. But what about us to others? I On Facebook all the time I'll see posts about people saying, well, if somebody does you wrong, dump them and go on to the next one. How loyal are we? Do we have the backs of those that that have done us wrong? And one of the greatest things is how God brought us back together in this group. I mean, we there was folks, that, and there's some folks that are still gone, but with all that went on, and you and Darren in particular, came back and the relationship from my perspective at least is so much stronger because you didn't give up on each other and you did have each other's backs so it's not all about god having our back we have to do that for one another or you know we end up like the country and western song that you and that first clip were all about you know i'll <laughs> lose everything well I, I it was god holding things together because honestly, to, if, if I'm on my own, I just cut bait and run <laughs> because that's the safest place to be. And God's like, he wouldn't let things go for Darren or for I, you know, and he kept one of us in contact with one another through Robbie, through other ways that, uh, you know, eventually he got that reconciliation put back together. And I think that the, the faithful part was as we continue to trust in God, it allows us to trust in one another. And, and the thing is that no matter what you're going through right now, I don't know what the outcome's gonna be, you don't know what the outcome's gonna be, but what we do know for certain is God has our back in the midst of whatever that outcome is. He's got our, our, our back in our finances, he's got our back in our health, and all those things that could be worrying us, that's the enemy's ploy to pull us away from God. And the important part is, is it let us pull it into him to step into him more fully going, God, I don't know what's going to happen, 
but I know you're there with me and I know that I'm going to get through it. Whatever that means, I may be walking with you one day close sooner than what I thought, or I may be not in the same house that I used to be in, or I may be someplace completely different, but I know that you're there with me. I know it'll be okay because you always, 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 always have my back. Be like Winston Churchill. Never give up.